Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 398. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is not with me physically, not presently, but he's going to be with us all, if you know what I'm saying. And not in a weird way. No, I'm just saying he's he's agreed to do a little segment later on. In fact, I, I believe he is chilling with our man Oscar Willis, hot tea himself from the Mac Life up in New York for USC 281 because, of course, that is what everyone is excited about. It's the big pay-per-view event, the blockbuster UFC 281 with the grudge match in the main event. And look, I will be there too, but I will not be there until fight night. This is a crazy, crazy, crazy week for me. Uh, If you're a listener to the show, then you kind of know a little bit about what's going on. But I'm excited about it. I'm right in the middle of it. I am joining to you, uh, joining to you. I am joining you from Tampa, Florida, and I may have already gone out and enjoyed a little bit of the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, Tampa. Maybe had a couple of a uh, couple of old fashions, maybe a martini or two. Who's counting? You know what I mean. You, you're touring the property. You're just getting ready. It's it's a site visit for your. Uh, you know, for your broadcast tomorrow, CFFC 114. But I am in Tampa, Florida, made my way here today, and I have an absolutely insane week, but I'm loving it. It's, it's, I'm torn right now, right? Because this is the exact kind of week that I wanted to have when, um, I mean, if I'm just being honest, when I decided to leave MMA Junkie, um, because I wanted to have opportunities like this where I could come broadcast an MMA event on Thursday night. And then do a historical broadcast on Friday at Fort Bragg, the first NCAA wrestling meet on UFC Fight Pass. And I get to be a part of that broadcast. Cannot wait for that. Campbell University, University of North Carolina, University of Michigan. I mean, I'm so excited for that. And and legit history. I mean, it's the first time it's being. And, man, if you're a wrestling fan, if you're – uh, you know, somebody that follows the, the sport of collegiate wrestling, you understand this could be something really cool. It's it's just a one-off for now, for now. But you never know what's going to happen. And and I think that would be really exciting. And I'm honored that I get to be part of it. And then that still doesn't preclude me from being a part of UFC 281 because I'm going to fly up to New York on Saturday for UFC 281, and I'll be K-side in Madison Square Garden for that incredible event. So, I am excited about this, and I am going to preview a little bit of those shows because I want to do—I want to tell you about them. They are the uh, the ones that'll be before UFC 281. But listen, I flew to Tampa today. I, I did uh, Vegas to Dallas, Dallas to Tampa, and I got into my hotel room just in time to watch the press conference. And I did miss being there a little bit. <laughs> I did miss being there a little bit, man. I—I I, you know, as much as I'm excited about these new opportunities and a chance to do something new, you know, I mean, a chance to do these broadcasting opportunities that I didn't always have available to me. I still miss being there on, on fight weeks. And, and look, I'm not trying to miss fight weeks, but seeing Madison Square Garden, seeing that show, seeing that New York crowd, that's something special. I mean, people ask all the time, what's, you know, what's the craziest crowd? What's the craziest event? Actually, what, what people normally ask is what's the craziest event you've ever been to? And I think what they mean is they're asking about the fights. They they want to know what's the craziest fight you've ever been to. And I mean, fortunately, I've been a lot of them. But what always sticks out to me about the fights is 
not just the action in the center, but it's it's the feel of everything around it, right? It's that the emotion, the energy, the electricity, everything that happens around it. And there's just something special about New York City events, man. There really is. And I cannot wait to get there on Saturday. I cannot wait to be a part of it. Uh, and today, as I was watching the press conference, I was missing it a little bit. I was like, damn, I wish I was there. It was just so bittersweet. Have you ever wanted to be in two places at the same time? Like, you're so happy you are where you are, but you also wish you could be somewhere else at the same time. And, uh, man, that's kind of how I felt. So, good press conference. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about UFC 281 because there's a lot to talk about, and I am excited that we'll get to watch the fights play out on Saturday night. Uh, let me knock on wood. Let me knock on wood just a little bit. Long-time listeners will know. Uh <laughs> I did have to miss a pay-per-view earlier this year in Dallas, my hometown of all places, uh, because of some travel delays. I'm not going to give that any energy whatsoever. I'm not going to give that any energy whatsoever. Uh, All right, listen, just real quick, uh, before we get to uh, cold coffee and hot tea in New York, because that's who you really want to hear from, right? It's the MMA Roadshow. They're the ones that are on the road but actually in the place. I'm on the road doing something different. But I did want to preview what we got going on. Uh, CFSC 114 Thursday night. So I know a lot of you will listen to this on Thursday morning. Uh, so Thursday night on UFC Fight Pass, if you have an opportunity to uh, tune in, please do so. Blake Smith in the main event, Tampa's own, the lightweight champ fighting against Kinley St. Louis, who unbeaten since dropping to 155 pounds, who unfortunately, though, I will break a little news here for anybody that didn't see, did miss weight. So our main event at CFSC 114 has been changed to a uh, non-title fight. Which, um, I don't know, kind of an interesting choice on both parties involved. I mean, if you're Blake Smith, you made weight. You're the champ. If you want to get another defense of your belt, go ahead and get another defense of your belt. Um, so I guess we'll talk about that, maybe the, the psychology of that tomorrow night and why you're willing to go ahead and make the change to the to, to the three five-minute rounds. I mean, I guess it's easier for you. If you're the champ already, you know, it's not like you need to prove anything. You know who you are. You know where you're at. If you get a win, it's not an official title defense, but – you, you understand what it represents. And, and Blake Smith is a guy that feels he's ready for the next level. Now, meanwhile, Kinley St. Louis, uh, somebody that thought he was ready to prove he was ready for the next level, had suffered some early losses, but had changed to 155 pounds and, and then uh, did, you know, battle his way up with several straight victories. <laughs> Missing weight here, though. That, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. And we'll, and we'll talk about that tomorrow. By the way, and I'll just say it here to you guys as well, uh, I think as I sit here right now, CM Punk is supposed to be boarding his plane from L.A. I think he's taking a, a red eye in. So I believe sans any last-minute issues, any late schedule changes, which do happen sometimes with CM Punk, because my man is busy as hell, gets a, a lot of calls, a lot of opportunities. Uh, I believe he will be back in the broadcast booth Thursday night, UFC Fight Pass. It's been a while since I got to see my guy, so uh, I'm excited to work with CM Punk again. Uh, you, you know, barring any changes, I'm going to knock on wood once again. I'm not going to wait here. Right there, knocking on wood. <laughs> uh, Blake Smith, by the way, um, amazing story, man. I mean, obviously this guy's, you know, a, a great fighter, and he's had some great wins. Kind of been an underdog his whole time in CFFC, but early this year in April after his last fight, got involved in, in – it's 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 weird to call it near fatal because he walked away with no scratches, but he was driving down the highway. Somebody cut him off in a stolen car, no less. Cut him off in a stolen car. He swerved to get out of the way, 
and when he swerved, he lost control of the vehicle a little bit, hit the median, it flipped over, flipped all the way over into the other side, and he was upside down. So it's a, it's six lanes, three lanes each way, highway, and he's upside down, sliding on top of his vehicle, and he looks up and he sees out the front mirror, and there's an 18-wheeler just driving straight at him, barreling into him. And the 18-wheeler slams on its brake, slides out of the way as well, and misses him. I mean, just barely misses him. And as he describes it, man, like he, he was able to climb out of the car, and he said it was just like a movie. You know, there's like smoke coming up everywhere, and um, just wild. I mean, just, you know, as he said, you know, realize it, it, it's weird because it's – is it a near-fatal accident if you weren't actually hit? And, and I guess technically by the definition of it, no, but – yeah, I mean, you saw your life flash before your eyes. You're upside down in a vehicle, and you see an 18-wheeler barreling at you. Yeah, that's near fatal to me as far as I'm concerned. And he said, man, it just really changes his perspective on a lot of things in life. And, you know, not that that necessarily changes anything about a fight, but it does. I mean, this thing is so mental. This thing is so psychological. This thing is so outside of just physical and Hell, that all plays into what we're talking about this weekend at USC 281 as well. But anyway, just wanted to share that with you because uh, it's it's a crazy story for for Blake Smith. And man, it was it was cool to see the run that Kinley St. Louis is on. And I'm not saying that Kinley St. Louis can't come in and win here, but missing weight really does put a bummer on that. You know, especially when you've competed at a higher weight class, you drop down to a lower weight class, you're undefeated in that lower weight class. This is the spot that you're on. This is where you're you're killing it. And then you miss weight, and it kind of changes everything, right? So a little bit of a damper there on our main event, but it's going to be a packed house here in Tampa tomorrow night, Thursday night. So looking forward to that. Co-main event's actually pretty cool as well. So kind of wild. We got a, a, a vacant flyweight title. If you'll, if you'll remember, Pumi Nakuda uh, was our flyweight champ, had a bad injury. He had to step aside. Um, we had a, an interim flyweight uh, title fight as well. Our interim flyweight champ won and w- was a veteran of the game and decided that he was done too. Decided that, man, his days were over and he was ready to walk away. And that interim title fight was going to be kind of the, the end of his career. You know, thought he was going to make one more run to the top. Decided to to stop at CFFC. Had the belt in hand. So now we've got a vacant belt. But this is really cool, man. We've got Makoto Takahashi from Japan, Diego Paiva from Brazil. So we've got an all-international affair uh, in our co-main event for the vacant flyweight title. Pretty cool. You know what I mean? This is a this is a promotion you know that started in the Northeast. It was it was a regional organization, and now we're bringing in and and and, and listen, these are not fighters that just happen to live in Florida. They're from Japan and Brazil. Like these are fighters that were actually brought in, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm just so excited to see where CFFC is going. Uh, and so happy to be a part of it. And that's our co-main event as well. Uh, so looking forward to that. So, uh, tune into that CFFC 114 Thursday night. I think I enjoy it. Mark Gray, by the way, another name to, to watch for on the main card to do this an absolute stud wrestler, um, undefeated as an amateur undefeated as a pro. And we'll see if he can take, Another step forward, but uh, like I said, I believe my man CM Punk is going to be back in the broadcast booth, so I'm looking forward to working alongside him. Uh, have had some great feelings, man. Andre Petrosky, Dean Thomas, Joe Pfeiffer. I mean, how lucky am I to work alongside guys like that? Uh, but, hey, CM Punk's my man, and so I'm excited to have him back. But then this is crazy, and I'm so, – I, 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 all right, god dang it. I'm knocking on wood again. I'm knocking on wood again because uh, there is, I believe, kind of a tropical storm, potentially hurricane, kind of 
uh, coming into the area, making its presence known. And uh, we have to fly on Friday morning from Tampa, Florida to North Carolina. We're going to fly into the Raleigh-Durham Airport, and then we get a, uh, a, a transportation over to Fort Bragg, which I'm pretty excited about. I know Cole Coffee is pretty excited about as well. His family actually used to work on Fort Bragg. Um, so, you know, he's a, a staunch supporter of the military. But this is such a cool event. It's history in the making. It's called the Battle of Bragg, Campbell University, University of North Carolina, Michigan University, University of Michigan. Sorry, I apologize if I offended anybody. Sorry, the Wolverines, uh, the, the, the runners up from last year. You know, I mean, we're talking about some absolute studs in the game. For the first uh, collegiate wrestling dual match on UFC Fight Pass, and I'm pumped for this, and I'm so honored they get to be a part of it. Um, Rob Hadak, who is the CEO of of Cage Fury Fighting Championship, and and by by proxy Fury Professional Grappling as well, uh, as much as he loves MMA, as much as he loves submission grappling, at the end of the day, wrestling is his first love, and so he is so excited about this. I know he's so pumped up about the opportunity to do this event, and I, I I hope we're gonna crush it. I do. I, I hope we're gonna crush it. You know, we're all. It's our. I mean, it's the first one on Fight Pass, so of course it's our first one as well. So we're all a little bit nervous. We want to nail it. Um, the people here, the team that we have here, it's a bunch of highly dedicated professionals that care about what the hell they're doing. And um, man, I just we we all want to do it right. We all want to do it right, and we all want to do it justice, uh, including me, who. You know, uh, it'll be my first uh, wrestling meet to broadcast. Not the first one I've ever watched by any stretch, but the first one I've ever been a part of broadcasting. But I'm excited about that because I think, you know, my my strategy um, and, uh, you know, I've been paired with um, an, an absolute wrestling expert. I think you guys will be excited to meet him, um, you know, a former Olympian. So we're, we're talking about somebody that knows things at the highest level. Um, I, I think what I'm going to do is just kind of try to play it from – the perspective of somebody that's never watched it before. What is this? What is that? Explain this to me. Tell me that. You know what I mean? We kind of tried to walk into the same thing with Fury Professional Grappling as well, and I hope we did it right. I hope we've done it justice, where we want people to be able to tune in for the first time that are MMA fans that haven't actually watched, you know, that particular discipline and be able to pick up on it. And so, um, you know, that's kind of going to be my strategy for, for Friday night, and, and hopefully I can do it justice. I mean, look, Veterans Day – and we're broadcasting an event on a military base, and it's history with collegiate wrestling. And uh, to me, what I honestly think is the minor leagues, man. I mean, obviously right now, everybody's excited about Bo Nickel, right? Like, that's who everybody's talking about. And understandably so. Bo Nickel was an insane level. But but this base to work from, and I think once you really watch it in its purest form, you'll see it right away. If you haven't watched it before, you will see it right away and go like, oh, my God. Like, the athleticism, the grappling ability, the determination, the the the, the, the um, familiarity with one-on-one competition. I mean, all these things. I believe you're going to watch it and you're going to go, oh, yeah, all these dudes can make it. I mean, maybe not at the highest level, but I really do believe when you look at – like an like an NCAA final or something like that. I mean, you look at the highest level, you go, dude, every one of these guys is a legit prospect. So I'm so fired up to do this. And um yeah. Like I said, well, 
Well, knock on wood, once again, <laughs> there's no weather issues. There's no weather issues. Nothing impacts our travel in getting there from Florida uh, to North Carolina. But also, you know, I'll, I'll just hope that uh, that I do it justice as well because I'm excited about it. Um, but I am definitely not the expert as, as some others will be because it's not what I watch week in and week out. And um, But hopefully I can approach it from that perspective and, and, and it'll work out. And I know that the team here – at CFFC, if you're grabbing, man, I know they're going to put together a beautiful van. And again, it's on a military base. I, I've heard something. I, obviously, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard that, you know, there's going to be some cool little presentations, you know, that's going to be on the military base. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll make it clear that it's on a military base, not just you're tuning in and it looks like we're in just some random hall somewhere or whatever. So, anyway, I'm excited about it, man. I, I, I This is a crazy week for me. Like I said, I guess three cities, three events, and three different days. Um, but I love it. This is literally w- what I was hoping for, what what I wanted my career to look like. And um, unfortunately, there were some people that did not believe my career should look this way. <laughs> and it forced some changes. But, um, you know, as scary as it is to walk away from something, I think when things like this start coming together, you realize, okay, okay, I was, you know, I was I was right to believe in myself. And I was right to believe that this was a reality for me. And um, I'm not trying to sit here as some motivational figure because I still got a long way to go, man. I got a lot, I, I got a lot of things to do and a long way to go, but um, you know, walking away from something I did for 15 years was scary earlier this year, but then I get to have a week like this, which is what I, I always hoped I'd have. And uh, man, it just makes you go, yeah, you know what? Take that chance. Believe in yourself. Uh, these things will come together somehow. You, you you may not vision it, but but it will happen. So uh, anyway, thank you for everybody for listening to me talk about myself. I know what you really want to hear about is USC 281. I want to talk about USC 281 as well because the, there are some phenomenal fights on this, and I can't wait to be there on Saturday. Like I said, I'm torn. I'm torn. I wish I was there for, for, for the press conference today, for media day today, for the weigh-ins coming up. I will be there for the fights. Um, that said... <laughs> that said, cold coffee and hot tea got put through the damn ringer today. Uh, I saw the schedule that came out for New York City, and I believe it was 20 fighters at media day, and then they had to come back and do a press conference like an hour later and talk to mostly the same people. Um, oh, I, will, I, I love this job. I love this job. I'm so blessed to do what I do. Uh, but that is a long ass day, and so uh, cold coffee and hot tea deserve all the kudos in the world because after that, they they had agreed going into the week before the schedule ever came out, they had agreed that they would talk to us and give us a little give us a little update on what was going on from on scene since I couldn't be there, and then they saw the schedule. And I think they all got a little bit scared, um, but despite what they went through. They went ahead and uh, and and are together anyway. So we'll uh, we'll throw it over to those boys up in New York, and uh, we'll let them know this with the greatest of appreciation. All right, and here we are on the ground in New York City, right smack dab in the middle of Manhattan, and with me is the one and only. Rocky Balboa, Oscar Willis. You could have really hit it with a, a news reporter. Thanks, John. We're coming at you live from the Big Apple. Um, <laughs> do, 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 yes. do. But here we are. We're here in Manhattan. 
baby. Yeah. yeah. Big yeah. Apple, New York City. Well, first of all, I got to give a shout out to uh, Hot T, who, who uh, came over here straight after the MMA gym. So here we are on the road in New York, here to cover the fight. But you're still one week out from a fight, man. You're still getting work in. I can't wait for it to be over. <laughs> yeah. Are you at the point where you're just done with it? No. Or ha- and have you been at that for a while? Yeah, no, it's just... Um... It's a commitment, and it's yeah. it's like I, to be honest, it has reached a stage where it's like natural now. Like it's like, oh, I have to go work out. It's it's reached a le- level of discipline where I don't yeah. I don't really think about it. But it's become a routine. It's a habit now. It's a routine, a habit. But it's like I I used to you know get prolifically drunk as a habit. And that, yeah. was, that was had a little less like. Well, that's a good habit to to, to have kicked a little bit. I don't know how I feel really. Just get this fucking thing over with. That's how I feel. Get this fight over with, and then we'll see if I continue or not. Yeah, but uh, how was the, how was the training tonight? What would you end up doing? Body sparring, and uh, there was a couple of women in there, so I got to hit a few. Got to get them real good. <sighs> That'll teach them. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, it was good. It was all right. Uh, Let that be a lesson to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get back it. No, anyway, no, it's uh, yeah, it was fine. It was all right. It was it's you know, it's punching each other in the body. After a while, I was like, my fucking arms hurt as well. Yeah. But, um, it was decent enough. Well, good shit. Well, we're here in town to see some other punch body yeah, taking place as well. And uh, today was quite the day. Uh, the longest and largest uh, media day that I can uh, recall to date uh, being on site. 21 fighters, right? Or was it 22? It was 22, which I actually... Uh, was it 22? It was 22. And I, I, did, I did check that it, it is an international war crime to do that to us. Yeah. <laughs> It felt like an international. I felt like I was waterboarded. Yeah, it was, yeah. Was and I, and listen, I want to make it clear that all these people say, "Oh, you have a dream job," and look, I'm not saying that their job is difficult or hard, but also like, I'll go look at these views, ladies and gentlemen, and if less than a thousand of you went and watched fucking Otman Azatar or something, <laughs> that would be why we wouldn't necessarily have them. At That's why day. we wouldn't have him be there. Not to single him out. That was just the first name. That yeah. Came to mind. Well, I mean, they definitely went deep into the prelims for the, the New York guys and other stuff. I actually think he got thousand views on MMA Junkies. So that was yeah. a terrible example. But anyway, go on. But I mean, well, and that was because everybody wants to know what's in the sack, what's in the bag. But then he, he kind of had a lot of fun and, you know, and, uh, you got a good little soundbite from him as well, you know, so mm-hmm. that was good. But but you're right. There were people that they, they clearly brought out there because they wanted to play towards the, the New York crowd. But us being the guys that have to do it day in, day out, we we're just like, do we really do we really need to see yeah, these Ken, people? For the people who weren't in the room, Ken was loving it. <laughs> Every time they asked what train they took to get in to work oh, that day, my, Ken and Jose I wanted to throw something. He's like, so what route do you take? He's like, oh, I just take the ILR. I was like, I will fucking kill you both right now. Uh, I was less impressed with, um, I don't want to like absolutely like blast people. But oh, yeah. go on. No, but go like, on. You're in fight cam. What are they going to do about it? Your guy who was like, uh, to Dustin, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I used to know that guy. And then it's like, okay. Oh, like, yes. Yeah, he, he said nice things about you. Okay. So what are we here having a fucking podcast? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> Ask questions. That was the humble this brag. Is a, this is a Q&A format. Yeah. Don't make statements. But no, anyway. He was like trying to name drop. And I don't really have a question. I just want to tell you, you know, you know, thank you for what you've done. Yeah, that actually happens a lot. That happens every so often. You get guys like every that. Every so often. Who just like kind of, there's, there's an art to inserting yourself into the thing. And some of us are better at it than others. <laughs> Well, speaking of that, and you know, so media day was the typical media day stuff. I mean, was there any particular fighter, you know, that really stood out that gave you something that you were just like, whoa, I didn't expect that? 
there's a couple of things that stood out to me today. Um, I thought Dustin Poirier was very unhappy to be there. I was going to say, I thought he felt flat. I don't know if he flat. He looked pissed off to me. Like, kind of pissed off, like, yeah. Very like sort of, you know, and listen, weight cut. I actually thought he looked a little bit more um, lighter than he usually does this time of the week. So maybe he's just ahead of his weight cut and we're getting him a little bit early. Uh, but he seemed very like standoffish, borderline yeah. standoffish. That stood out to me. I also get the sense that um, Israel is not here to have fun this week. You know, there are times where Israel is like lots of laughy and jokey and references and stuff. Yep. Yep. There's a little of that with uh, the anime question today. But I've really noticed like Israel seems to be, um, I, I, I believe it to be the case. War mode. He seems like very much like I'm here to, you know, my army's here. Yeah. I, I really got that. After the face off at the presser, he was screaming at his teammates, this belt stays fucking here. And yeah. So that's pretty out of character for Israel. So um, I, those are the two things in terms of like uh, energy that I took away from. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, I mean, that'll try and tra- transition. I, mean, I didn't want to go too much in the, in the media day. If you guys want to see all the, the stuff, you could either go to this, uh, you know, what's that site you work for again? Uh, what that site <laughs> in that website you were for you know that little green website i mean they got that green logo it's award green. nominated that, that, well, <laughs> it's the you Mac were life. award nominated no, i don't know that, about them the mac life was also award nominated I know. well whatever yeah could have been this year but could have been just because we cover every event and get the most views doesn't apparently get your nomination does it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, not a sore subject at all <laughs> well you know so corruption <laughs> so besides like the media day you know if you guys want to do that go to go to oscar's site and check out the ones there or you can go to mmajunkie.com or on our youtube and you'll see all the uh, the interviews there we'll actually just go to our youtube because we didn't even put all the interviews onto the site we just did the main ones yeah same. um many. it was just it was just too many it was just too much stuff um but i do want to you know jump on uh the press conference so in a, in a crazy odd stretch of things, we didn't have a media day and then go to sleep and then the next day have a press conference. We literally walked down the bottom of the, of the hotel, hopped onto a bus, they shuttled us down the street, and then we walked to the press conference and lo and behold, we saw some of the same people. Ten of the same people. Ten of the exact same people staring at us there. you know. But this, then they had the crowd, so it was cool to see the crowd interaction. Well, first, what did you think of the crowd interaction with the fighters, and who do you think got the biggest pops today at the press conference? Frankie Edgar got the biggest pop by a decent Deservedly amount. Deservedly so. Amount. Yeah, and then I think, um, you know, people like to sort of hate on Israel yeah. and, like, you know, the criticize him, criticize his fans. Yeah. But it's undeniable that when he shows up to a city, yeah. they are happy to see him, you know, and that's because he's a big star, right? They're yeah. happy that a big star is here. They're getting to see yeah, him. Yeah, if there was ever a question as to a star level, you're right. I mean, yeah, he, he always he always gets a big pop, you yeah. know? Um, I thought that Frankie got a good one. Uh, yeah, mildly hilariously, Zhang got a great one, and Carla got absolutely shit on. I was gonna bring that up. It, it's so crazy. So one, you have an American fighter that's currently holding the belt, <laughs> and you have a Chinese fighter, and everybody was booing the American fighter and was cheering on the Chinese fighter to the point where Carla went, "I'm gonna bring, the, I'm gonna keep this belt in the U.S." and they booed. Boo. <laughs> but like, what is going on here? It's uh, I, I guarantee you, if like Al Jermaine was fighting someone from outside the US, it would be the same. Like some some people, yeah. they just don't like it. Al- triggered by certain ones yeah, for Al- some reason. Al Jermaine and Carla, they just uh, they haven't seemed to get that. Do you game. think it's, well, I was going to say, do you think it was a fight style, but Aljo's fight style, he still has more bursts of energy, bursts of finishing some people, whereas Carla, it's kind of, 
I don't want to call her a one trick pony, but it feels like a one trick pony. A lot of her I mean, fights. Do you think it's the fight style that makes people, or because, or is it something they've said? I think no. I, I think for Aljamain, it's probably something he said. That could, there's a lot more on that side yeah. with him. Carla, I don't, th- not I don't so think you can criticize his fight style. Like I like yeah. Aljamain, you know. But Carla, I think it's a like. Um, first of all, her last fight was not great, and secondly, I think you know, just there's a thing of momentum yeah. where if someone is unpopular at the moment when they go somewhere else, those people are going to be like, oh, well, they're unpopular at yeah. the moment and reacting kind, you know? I think that's just what it is. Do you think people are still caring to grudge because they love Rose? And people are like, oh, how dare you? Nah. No. Uh, but I, I bet if Rose were there today, she would get a big reaction because she's, she's a star, better. right? You yeah, know? yeah, So I think that's what I mean. Like some people just fall into these sort of categories and it's very, very hard to get out of that in the fans' mind. Yeah. I'm trying to think of an example. I mean, what Luke Rockhold was pretty much disliked until his last fight with Paulo Paulo yeah. Costa after the Izzy fight everyone shit on him and now everyone finds him really funny you know it's very yeah. rare for those switches to happen but yeah uh, well but, his personality and the, the, the secret juice and then sort of just yeah. going well, fully what, yeah. all in and some of the but social media stuff it, but before, I agree I but, agree um, so maybe Carla needs to come out and just be like secret juice I don't know <laughs> that, I mean and start posting that would be some very random fun. that would be very funny but it's just so not Carla that's why it would be hilarious <laughs> she came up and be like hi guys I've got my secret juice and it's gonna yeah. be great <laughs> so she literally just pulls a whole Paulo yeah, playbook that, out yeah, just yeah. mirrors that'd it that'd be funny that would get her a pop I bet you um, but yes yeah, so in terms of reaction those were the, the big takeaways for me that's so funny well you know alright so Speaking of that, you know, we had the different pops and the different people, you know, saying different things. And the last thing, but you know, before we toss it back over to John was just the banter. We saw three different major fights going on there, two title fights. And then there was the, you know, the Chandler and Poirier fights, you know, Carla and Zhang Weiling. There, there was no heat. There was nothing really going between the two, but there was a lot of banter going on between Israel and Alex. Israel. Israel <laughs> and Alex. <laughs> And Michael and Justin. Yes. You like that? I do. That's good. <laughs> um, so between those two, I guess let's start with um, Izzy and Alex. What did you think of the banter between the two? And for me, I was a little surprised. Alex sort of switched a little lever. Yeah, it was weird. You know, and he kind of went a lot harder. I don't know if he was just trying to really at that point say, all right, I, I think I'm in Izzy's head. I'm going to go a little bit harder and let's see what we can we can evoke from it. But I thought it was just really weird. And, of course, Fabiano doing Fabiano the wonderful job. As he's translating, he's in doing all these inflections. And I'm just like, whoa, like, he, Alex really went hard. Because you can't tell when you you don't understand the language. But yeah. what do you think of the banter between the two, though? I thought it was random and almost unprovoked, you know, because yeah. someone basically had asked Izzy or Dan. I actually felt bad for Dan because he was about to answer. And then yeah. Alex interrupted. Um, <laughs> but uh, basically asked, you know, is you come here with an army? What's that like sort of thing? And then Alex suddenly pipes up out of nowhere. Um, oh, you're in there on your own and stuff like that. And I thought Izzy actually was like, I don't speak Portuguese, which I thought was a bit dismissive, you know, because he usually enjoys that, the uh, back and forth. But there was a little bit. There was more than yeah. I expected. Um, so you think that was a sign that he was in his head a little bit? No, I think... I, I, if, or do you think that was just a play to the crowd? Maybe? No, I think if, you, if, you, if you've been watching any of Israel's content that they've been putting out on his YouTube, a lot of consistent theme that he's been saying so far is, that I'm going to say less this week. The fight's sold. I'm going to well, say less. Play up. That's true. And I think, I, I just think he's not really in the place or mood for the ceremonial stuff. You know, I'm not going to come to the presser and put on a big spectacle. 
I'm not going to do a big spectacle in the face. He looks very, in fact, everything, every time Alex almost tries to get one out, he just sort of rolls his eyes. Yeah. He rolled his eyes at the face off. I think, I think he's just here to, from what it sounds like, like, and I obviously know a few of those guys pretty well. From what it sounds like, this camp was absolutely mental. Like, hella, like yeah. really, really, really hellacious camp. I mean, you know something about that as a fighter like you. What we put ourselves through is, <laughs> it's tricky to be there and when you go through a camp as hard as these guys um, now I'll say this theirs wasn't as long as mine that so is that you is can, uh, 100% you true. can cast your own explosion the never but, ending camp oh my god <laughs> but uh, I, so it seems to me that they're just so ready to just yep. get in there and fight now so um, I think that's where Izzy's heads at so if you had to vote between if you had to pick who won the banter between the two did did one of them stand out as for getting maybe a final word in or was the the lack of izzy's involvement because there was nothing that warranted that he just stayed the course i mean if you had to pick to say oh well i think he had the better shots he had the better whatever was it izzy i mean it was fairly tame yeah you're in there on your own you're not going to be with anyone it's like, well, yeah. yes i know um <laughs> i think it was i think that's what he said wasn't he, it was pretty he, close he, to yeah it. alex said yo you're not gonna have it in there it's like yeah but uh <laughs> I, I think <clears throat> neither one of them won. I don't think either one of them is going to go to bed tonight being like, damn, he got me with that zinger, yeah. you know? But I think um, they just both look very assured. Yeah. They both just look very confident. Israel perhaps a little bit more so to me, but yeah. he always does, right? So, so I wouldn't say either one of them won. Ten tendril. Yeah. All right. Well, well, then let's move to the other people that we're talking a little bit. Michael Chandler and Dustin Poirier. Yeah. Who do you think... Uh, well, one, did either one of them seem out of character? I thought Michael seemed like he was he was selling his promos. Yeah. Like, you know, I still felt like Dustin, he got a little bit more animated than what he was at the presser or at the media day, but still by kind no, of reserved. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's hard to say that uh, you give it to anyone, but Michael, because Michael spoke for a long time and Dustin yeah. said four words, you know, I think. Yeah. And, you know, they had that weird sort of fracas, fracas. Yeah, interaction where Dustin was pretty pissed off at Michael, um, but they seem cordial now. Yeah, you know, I don't think there's like a lot of heat there, really. You know, I think this, I think, pro- and maybe part of that's because they know this is about to be a war. Like, yeah, they don't need the extracurriculars. But um, well, speaking of heat, it was funny. Like somebody would try to toss out the the hot sauce yeah. one, and it ended up being very complimentary. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he's like, oh no, it was great hot sauce, Dustin. He's like, you got that out of the bin, didn't you? It was really great hot sauce. And I, hey. Congratulations, your yeah. official hospital. It's like, okay. <laughs> Guys, I'm here to see you talk shit. I know, you're talking about sauces. Yeah. I'm getting hungry. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it, it's a, it was an odd, odd press, and I thought it might be, you know. In yeah. fact, the most heat that seemed to happen was during the Frankie Chris Gutierrez face off. He was jawing away. Yeah, why are you gonna, it's a bit like when Jake fought Anderson. It's like, you got to talk shit to Anderson, no, you can't. Yeah. It's like, why are you going to talk shit to Frankie Edgar? Like, yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't like Frankie walked up and was like, dude, for my last fight, I'm just going to smash your face. Yeah. You know, the guy was clearly like saying some stuff. And I think Frankie was just a bit like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Seemed a bit strange. But it was interesting. But I mean, all in all, I mean, it was a good, you know, as much as we were griping about wanting to go over there, I still, I was, after it was said and done, I felt like there were some good things said. There was good energy. Maybe it was just the fact of the crowd just being around yeah, the in the crowd. It kind of brought it up a little bit. But, um, all in all, your thoughts on uh, the time your your short time here in New York now, and uh, your what's your overall excitement for this card in general? I think today was a bit of a slog, so I'm yeah. pretty tired. So my enthusiasm is that a bad thing? A slog? A slog? Slog? S L O G? 
G. Is that a bad thing? It's not. You don't use that over here. Not not as much. Slog is like a like a you know like a struggle, an effort. Yeah. It's like an effort. Like today was a bit of a. Oh, like, we say when you're like like a drudge, like a drudge. Yeah, basically it's a bit drudge. Yeah. Yeah. Today was a bit shit. Yeah, that's better. I understand <laughs> uh, that one. I but, understand uh, that one. So I'm a bit tired right now, but I think come fights night itself, I will be buzzing for it. I think so as well. So tomorrow, um, let's look. What do we have on the deck for uh, tomorrow? And it's I, another media day. Another, uh, oddly enough, it does. It's not named UFC, whatever that pay per view is. Media day. Two eight two media day. It's only like two. People, it's more like it? talent UFC talent day with some fighters from two eight two day. So they're just calling it on the press schedule as UFC media day, not to be confused with the media day that we just had today. <laughs> so we got Yuri Glover, John Anik, Daniel Cormier, Volkanovski, Aljamain Sterling, Justin Gaethje, Holly Holm, Ioannian Jacek. What's your overall excitement level for that? You excited? You excited for that? I always enjoy DC. I, DC I, always brings it. He he finds a way to keep it. Well, I, I just I just I, from a fan and pundit's point of view, I find he gives just great thoughts and analysis. Yeah. So I really enjoy talking to him. Um, Justin Gaethje is an interesting one. Gaethje, kind of depending out. on what Gaethje you get, I think he he's yeah. recently he's been pretty good. Yeah, I, and I think Volkanovski is obviously. I think Volkanovski's really yeah. come into his own. He got a good pop today too when he walked in the, into the uh, the arena. The sit down, he got a nice little pop. It's it's the thing when people accept that you're the best they start treating you differently you know it's just yeah. that's where he's at so like when i walked into media day today i felt like that a little bit from the, the, the way we did yeah. you yeah, yeah yeah i felt like i got it so i, I totally understand that. yeah you yeah. felt that i felt that a little yeah. bit yeah yeah i appreciate that, that you guys came <laughs> i told the guys to try and keep it under wraps i'm sad that they weren't able to. it's tough it's tough i get it i get it well, shoot, I think we, well, before we pass on to John, is there anything else you want to, like, give your thoughts on, on this card, this event, uh, any other things that are going on? Um, overall, final thoughts, uh, are people able to, oh, yeah, where, how can people watch your fight? Well, I don't think they can, you can watch it on a week tape delay. Okay, so it's on a week tape delay, did you figure out where, where it's going to be? Be in sports. Be in sports. So look on the be in sports, that B-E-I-N sports. Wait, you, how about you guys wait until... The hot the episode after, and then to see I, how it goes. If I win, you can watch it. Out of I, respect, I will I will allow that. Right. <laughs> I still my vote is on you. I think I'm 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 team. Uh, Listen, team I've Oscar. decided if it's like a Gaethje Chandler esque war, I'm okay with that. Okay, you know. <laughs> I expect if nothing it, less. If it's like you know, hey, a barn burner that I came up short in, but I look like a badass in, then okay, fine. Then okay, yeah. yeah. I'll take that L, you know? But if you go out, uh, Ben Askren, hose, uh, George Mads at Fuck, dude, if he slept me in like a minute, I'd be pretty, I'd have to, you know, stab him in the parking lot or something <laughs> to get my revenge, I think. <laughs> this is not premeditated if that actually happens. Oh, yeah. This, uh, it's clearly something else. <laughs> <laughs> Joke, humor. Right. Joke. Humor, satire, okay. free Kane. Kane's out. Yeah, that's cool. Good for Kane. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we're going to uh, toss it back over to John, but uh, we're looking forward uh, to this event. Should I get your picks before we uh, pass it on? Who are you picking in the main event, Izzy and Alex Bahia? Israel. I went as well. Carla and Zhang Wali. Zhang. <laughs> so did I. I actually was. Okay. okay. And then uh, I'll, I'll let you go with uh, Chandler and Poirier. Who'd you pick in that one? A that's a tough one but i think dustin i went dustin as well that was one of the ones i went back and forth actually even for a while there i was i was 
back on the fence between Alex and, and Izzy. And then I'm just like, am I really? I don't want to be that guy that just buys into all this other hype. I, the way that Izzy's been fighting lately. And, and just like you said, his mindset, he looks good. And when they were squared up, I don't know why I was thinking Alex was much bigger than Izzy, but they were every bit eye to yeah. eye. Yeah. You know, so that's. that's I will say this. I'm going to put a negative. I'm going to try and jinx it so this doesn't happen. I don't necessarily know if this is going to be a barn burner either. Yeah. Because I think. A lot of respect between the two. Well, I think when you fight Israel, it seems to me that you make the decision to go at him and you get beaten like Kelvin, Rob, and um, Costa. Or you freeze and try and play it safe and then he beats you on the decision and you sort of make your choice early and i don't know if alex is the sort of guy to just ruthlessly run at him yeah know? so don't know if it could be that I, I, we'll see i mean i don't i don't know what what it would do to izzy's relationship with the fans if he had another like point win yeah in the way he's had but we'll see we shall see all right guys well, we're going to toss it back to john but uh stay tuned with us for the rest of the fight week coverage that's going to be coming out on MMA Junkie and that or you can go to any other Russian hacker site that has hacked <laughs> and has copied Al- <laughs> you know his footage and is now out there as well because everybody loves to steal Oscars footage or an international brand you are you're, you're everywhere bro yeah, you're man. everywhere alright guys thanks for listening we're going to toss it back to John so uh, John take it away personally I recommend the Russian hacker sites. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist myself. Sorry, I shouldn't do that. I'm gonna keep, keep it classy. Keep it classy. Keep it classy. No, thank you, boys. I appreciate you doing that. Uh, like I said, I know it's been a long day for you guys. So thank you so much for, for giving your insights on the ground. Uh, I believe you could hear a little bit of the fatigue in their voices uh, and in their energy, but uh, still bringing you the insight. And um, listen, I, I think it's a, a, a lot of um, good observations and a lot of things that I observed, albeit from afar. <sighs> I, I'm still intrigued by this main event so much. And, it, you know, it's again, it's not necessarily the drama of it. I mean, I, I, I love good drama. You know what I mean? Of course we do. We all love, you know, but, you know, when it's translated drama, it's not so great. And, and let's be honest, Alex Mahead is not the best trash talker of all time. I appreciate him embracing it to a degree. Um, I like the fact that he came out, uh, you know, uh, you know, dressed up today and trying to live up to the Madison Square Garden and trying to get in the head a little bit. Um, but let's be honest, at the end of the day, Alex Mahedda is not a trash talker. But what he is is somebody that has two wins over Israel Adesanya. What he is is somebody that has a knockout of Israel Adesanya. And I know Israel Adesanya likes to say, you know, that I was winning that first fight. I heard him in that first fight, and he's 100% right. But at the end of the day, the result is the result. And I think you see, as those guys mentioned, he's taking it serious. This is not – he's not coming in with the, you know, Elsa lines and stuff like that. Like, I, he's taking it seriously. <sighs> And I, I look, if I had an official pick, which I, I need to get back, I need to get, I need to get back to an official picks. If I had an official pick, it would be Israel Adesanya, because of um, his familiarity with performing at this stage, because of where he's evolved to since those losses five years ago. These are not the same two athletes. This is not the same t- sport. I believe that Israel Adesanya has evolved quite a lot since then, and I believe that he is 
made for this performance and in these positions now. Now, all that said, what does history tell me? What does data tell me? Data tells me Alex Pajeda has knocked out Israel Adesanya with the same punch he just knocked out his last contender with in Sean Strickland. So how can you totally dismiss it? And, you know, there's the idea, okay, this is a different sport, and and certainly Israel Adesanya can grapple. And I do believe that if this turned into a pure grappling match, if they were going out and having a pure grappling match, I think Israel Adesanya wins it. If they're just going out, you know, on a mat, touching hands, let's have a grappling match, I believe Israel Adesanya wins it. But I don't believe in an MMA fight he does. Like, that's not really what you're best at. When you start performing out of character, when you start doing something different, I don't think that plays to your strengths. So data tells me that Alex Pajeda should win this fight, but I feel like Israel Adesanya will. Now tell me, am I crazy? Because I, I, I don't know. I mean, that especially you look at Alex Pajeda as some plus money. And you think, ooh, I, I got the guy that's 2-0 and with a knockout? At underdog price, I see where that would entice you. But on the flip side, you can say, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got potentially the greatest middleweight of all time at minus 165. Like, when am I ever going to see that again? I might never see that again. I don't know. I'm intrigued by this. And I guess there is a little bit of a concern maybe that this fight doesn't end up being complete fireworks, right? Because two guys with familiarity – are they going to be hesitant in there? I don't think so. I, I, I really don't. Um, especially when you think, you know, their previous history was three-minute rounds, so even that changes things a little bit. Big gloves definitely changes things a little bit. Alex Beheta just doesn't seem like the uh, patient, cool, chill-out type. I think it's going to be a good fight. I think it's going to be a good fight. I'm, I think I'm going to be electrified by it. I think Israel Adesanya is, is taking this seriously. Like, I like... As I said, I miss that energy of being there and soaking it in in person, man. I really do feel like, um, you know, watching things on TV, watching the press conferences, watching the media days, it's helpful. But there's all these other little clues you pick up, especially when you've seen somebody multiple times. Like maybe not the first time you see somebody. Like when you're there on fight week and the first time you see somebody, you're not going to pick up that many clues. But when you've seen how they walk into a room, how the people around them are, what the inter- I mean, that, that stuff means a lot. And it may sound silly. Like, if you're just a hardcore gambling enthusiast, you're breaking down the X's and O's. I, I get why the intangibles may seem silly to you, but I'm telling you, as somebody that's been in this game for a long time, those intangibles mean everything in the sport. They really, really do. And I do miss that, not being able to get that feel from up close. From what I see from afar, I see an Israel Adesanya that looks dialed in that's not trying to put on a show, that doesn't feel like he's carrying an event, that he needs to, you know. Now, that could all change. That could all change when it comes down to Saturday, right? Like, does Israel Adesanya show up four hours early to practice his Undertaker routine? I hope not. I really honestly hope not. I don't want to see that. I want to know that he's as dialed in on fight night as he is right now or appears to be from afar (laughs) if he is if he is if he is I think he wins this fight I think he's the more well-rounded fighter I think he's certainly familiar with this position this moment I mean Alex Pajeda it's 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 weird read right because 
he's a very quiet, reserved kind of person, right? Like, I mean, granted, he doesn't speak English, so he's got to go through a translator. But he just never seems, like, too excited by the moment, never too whatever. Um, so he, he, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of hard to get a read from him. It's kind of hard to get a read from him because he just seems flat all the time. Um, so is he feeling nerves or is he just that ice cold? Like, is he feeling nerves but he's just not great at expressing it or since he doesn't talk, we can't really know? Or is he just that ice cold, stony killer that feels nothing? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, again, second language, um, scary dude (laughs) that I have no idea how he makes 185. It's hard for me to get a read on him. So I don't know, but the read I get on Adesanya from afar is that he looks like he's dialed in. It looks like he's ready to go. And, um, I was leaning him coming into this despite the history. And I must stay there after watching everything I did today. But, but. You tell me Pajeda can't knock him out. We've already seen it. He can. Smaller gloves on him. He can. And it's crazy because I I I love the fact that this fight was made. You can, you know, we've talked about it before, but you could say that the the matchmakers rushed Alex Pajeda to this position. Absolutely, they rushed him to this position. Now, he did beat Sean Strickland, so he deserves it. But I'm so thankful they did rush him to this position because this fight, to me, is the most intriguing fight you can make at 185 pounds. And I'm pumped up for it. I'm pumped up for it. And now the signing may go out there and school him. May go out there and school him. Up ahead, it may knock him out. And I'm fired up for it. And uh, I'm knocking on wood <laughs> one more time. Hopefully, I'll be there on Saturday night. It won't be an issue. Carlos Esparza versus Zhang Wiley. Listen, I think, well, first of all, let me just say, Booing Carla Esparza? Come on. What are we doing up there? How are you going to boo Carla Esparza? I get it, man. I mean, uh, I was talking about this with Jason Lederfine uh, with CFFC earlier tonight. What the hell were they doing putting up that, that fight? That Carla Esparza, Rose Namajunas 2 for, for uh, a free fight ahead of this. Like, what was the UFC thinking? Was that just... Some intern that just knows you're supposed to put up the last championship performance on YouTube and not actually – I I would be curious to know what happened there, what the decision-making process was, because there's no way that it made sense to put that fight up on YouTube, and yet they did it. Um, listen, I, I, I do favor Zhang Wiley here, uh, and I don't mean that towards any disrespect to Carlos Esparza because I love – the fact that Carlos Esparza proves people wrong over and over and over and over and over again. I really do. But this is a tough one, man. I, I think Zhang Wiley is such the real deal. Um, that I, 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 I just favor Zhang Wiley here. I just do. And, and I mean, that has no disrespect. And could Carlos Esparza make this dirty? Could she make it a, a, a grimy little wrestling match and slow things down? Maybe. Maybe. And she has a way of surprising people, man. She really, really does. Um, but I think Jing Jing Wiley is the um, is the favorite. By the way, I should say um, I, I don't know why uh, John Anik was handling the press conference today and not Dana White. Now, not that that's become abnormal. I mean, honestly, John Anik has been handling a lot more of the press conferences lately. Um, but I, I don't know what Dana White's got going on. I did uh, I did put in a request to speak with Dana. I, I flew today, um, so I did put in a, a request to speak with Dana yesterday, which is typically kind of his media day. Um, and, and that just never got done. I, I don't know that he did the other media rounds. I was, um, 
trying to enjoy the the evening with my family before I took off. Um, so I, I wasn't closely monitoring anything, but I didn't see a lot of media. So I, don't, I think maybe he just didn't do his typical normal Tuesday media round. So I don't know if he had vacation or, or, or what was going on. Um, but, of course, he is doing the Power Slap press conference on Friday, which I'll be tuned into. I know a lot of people are just ready to crucify the Power Slap League, and I get it. I, I get all the concerns, but um, I'll just be honest with you. The, the stuff that I've watched – both when it was on the silly uh, regional stage uh, with my man uh, out there. Well, I don't even know if I should give his name because I don't know what he's doing. I can't remember if he's behind the scenes of that. But the the one that you've seen out there that's in the United States, uh, JT. I said I wasn't going to say his name. <laughs> I don't remember if he's like a public face that or not. But he's an old, old, old friend. And I, and I loved um, the, the stuff that he did with just kind of that random slap league out there in the – country of Tennessee or whatever um it's crazy it's crazy and this stuff's crazy and I get why people think it's dangerous and and I and I understand all that I do but MMA is dangerous boxing is dangerous kickboxing is dangerous like this is the game we set up for American football is dangerous I think this is a, a grown-ass adults that understand what they're signing up for and um I do like the fact that everybody's being tested brain scans are being done you know, MRIs are being all. You know, all this stuff is going to be tracked, so it's not being done recklessly, and it is being done recklessly overseas and other places. So, um, I I know a lot of you hate this. I'm just, I'll be honest with you, I'm not in the same boat, man. Um, I don't hate it. You know, do, do I believe it's the highest level of of martial arts? No, but also remember when everybody looked at MMA and just tried to ban it. You know what I mean? It was like, hold on, man. This is something I love, and you're banning this. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily think you need to protect people from themselves. Now, again, brain damage. It's a real thing. CTE is a real thing. But at least it's going to be monitored. At least it's going to be tracked. At least it's, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be monitored. And I, and that I can appreciate. So. Um, you know, how big this thing will go, I don't know. You know, it's it's not going to be as big as mixed martial arts in the UFC by any stretch. But on the TikTok generation, the, 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 the brief highlights, man, at that test event, I saw some social highlights. I mean, some moments that I was like, like I, I wanted to share them to people. I watched them happen live, and I was like, oh, my God, I want people to see this. This is crazy. Um, we'll see how that translates over. So, anyway, just wanted to give that update. Uh, the uh, – Come on, the fight that everybody cares about, Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler, that's the one that everybody's looking forward to the most. Uh, I mean, gosh, is is it fair to say you're looking for Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler more than Israel Adesanya versus Alex Vajeda? Uh, doing it, well, I, I I haven't mentioned it on here, but I'll mention it. Cage side with John Morgan, doing a new podcast with uh, Grind City Media, um, which is actually – um, a subsidiary of the Memphis Grizzlies, which is a pretty cool opportunity, man. Uh, a subsidiary of an NBA team. They've got their own media company. Uh, and Eric McMahon, who uh, is actually the mascot for the Memphis Grizzlies and also a licensed MMA referee as well. Uh, he he kind of reached out to me and approached me about doing it. And we, we're just a couple episodes into doing this and, and really just getting the distribution all set up. We've been doing it on YouTube, and, and we're trying to get to all the other platforms as well. But um, we've just been kind of feeling it out and, and having some fun with it. But um, anyway, I, I really enjoy working with him. Eric McMahon's a, a, another 
hardcore passionate dude and like I said the mascot for the Memphis Grizzlies I mean that's kind of cool but um anyway he he posed the question to me earlier this week and I, I was like man I hadn't even thought about it. like are you looking forward to Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler more than Adesanya Pajeda and I just told you how much I was looking forward to Adesanya Pajeda so um am I looking forward to Poirier and Chandler more it seems wrong to say that but kind of <laughs> kind of I mean I think it's 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 a weird way to look at it. But as I think about it more now, like I'm more intrigued by Adesanya and Pejeda, right? Like they have history together. Pejeda doesn't really, you know, doesn't really belong to be in a, a USC title fight right now, but because of his history, he does. So for that reason, I'm excited about it. But I mean, with Poirier Chandler, like we know what we're getting, right? We're getting a car crash. I mean, now now Poirier said we're getting a car crash. Um, it's going to be insane. It's going to be absolutely insane. And I think I'm picking Poirier. I think I'm picking Poirier. But just barely. But, I mean, this is potential fight of the night, potential fight of the year, two of the absolute most exciting dudes in the sport in Madison Square Garden. Pumped up for it. Uh, pumped up as well. The, the Poirier's Louisiana hot sauce is the official hot sauce of the USC. I mean, come on. How cool is that? He's coming out with the, uh, what's it, the um, the maple this week? I can't, I can't remember. The, Chipotle maple, is that what it is? Damn, I can't remember. I should have had that teed up. Uh, he's coming out with a third flavor. I will say the original uh, sauce, get some. Get some. It's it's good. It's really, really good. Not that the kale sauce is bad. The kale sauce isn't bad at all. It's it's got a nice little kick to it, and it's good. But you know, growing up in Texas, uh, eating uh, Louisiana hot sauce, uh, you know, growing up with that as part of my diet, uh, man, Poirier's is on point, and uh, good for him to have a little marketing partnership, all that. Frankie Edgar, Chris Gutierrez, the the, the last walk of Frankie Edgar. Mm 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 mm. I mean, an underdog here, and understandably so. Chris Gutierrez, nasty, nasty leg kicks, you know. But maybe Frankie's got one left, you know. Maybe the old veteran in MSG, his last ride, maybe he's got something, you know. But, man, I just we throw legend out there too too frequently, but this dude is this dude is a legend. I can't wait um, as he walks out of the cage for the last time to – to be able to be on press row and stand up and, and, and give him a standing ovation and, you know, maybe shake his hand, but make sure he understands um, that we all have reverence for him because we do. And, and man, again, you know, this goes back to like we were talking about Anderson Silva, right? Like there's probably a lot of people that don't have that reverence for Frank Yeager. They don't know. They don't know the history. But if you know the history, you know, man, this dude is, is I mean <laughs> – the Gray Maynard fights alone, alone. I mean, that's Hall of Fame alone. And, and, and then you put in everything else with it. I mean, just one of the absolute. And then just a hell of a dude, just an absolute hell of a dude. So uh, that's phenomenal. Dan Hooker, Claudio Pueyes in the card opener should be great. And then, bro, you start getting to the prelims. Brad Riddell, Hinata Moicano, Dominic Reyes versus Ryan Spann, which – Dominic Ray is training up there with uh, the Glover Teixeira, uh, Alex Vajeda camp. I mean, that could be some big changes for him. But then, of course, you know, Ryan Spann out of Fortis. I mean, that's a great one. Aaron Blanchfield, Molly McCann. A lot of people really, really high on Aaron Blanchfield. And I 
cannot disagree with that. I was a little surprised with the matchmaking here with Molly McCann, but Molly McCann can absolutely come out there and bang, and uh, and we'll see what happens. Andre Petrosky, my broadcast partner there, Wellington Tournament, tough matchup there as well. Another great grappling matchup. Andre Petrosky be believes he's the greatest grappler in the division. He'll get another chance to prove it. Matt Fervola versus Otman Izatar, who uh, I don't know. <laughs> I saw they talked to him in media today, and they asked him again about the bag. I had talked to him earlier, and I get it. You know what the, the important thing, and it is actually important to remember, because the whole thing is like what was in the bag, what was in the bag. And it is funny, like what the hell was in the bag? Like, what was in the bag so much that you need to scale the outside of a hotel wall to get there? But it is funny when you remember the story. Like he wasn't suspended because of the contents of the bag. He was suspended or initially terminated because they broke protocol to get whatever was in there. I, I don't know. It's still, it's still a weird thing that he won't talk about it. But he is right in the fact that, like, he wasn't suspended over what happened. Or, or, or he was suspended over what happened, not what was in the bag. But I don't know. That's just going to forever. It, it wasn't potatoes. I promise you that. It was not potatoes. And I said, <laughs> no, wait, I can't promise you that because I don't actually know. But come on, dude. Ain't nobody scaling a wall of the bubble for potatoes. There's just no way. <laughs> all right, listen. Uh, all right. Should say. Um, by the way, uh, if, if you like what you listen to, do us a favor. If, if you like what you listen to from Tampa, if you like what you listen to from New York, do us a favor, please. Make sure you sign in. Make sure you rate us, review us, leave us some feedback. All that stuff really, really appreciates uh, appreciates us. All that stuff really helps us out, and we appreciate it. Uh, can you tell them on three hours of sleep? Yeah. And maybe had a few old fashions? Yeah. It's, it's all kind of had notes now. Uh, if you want to take your step up to the next level, it really would help us out. If you can support us at patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow. As little as $3 a month, you can sign up to uh, to help us out, uh, support the show, help us with the costs that are involved, and uh, you get exclusive access to the and a half episodes. And, of course, we have our little community over there where cold coffee is generally man in charge. But uh, as, as I'm starting to reel things back in from my new adventure – uh, I, I may have a little bit more time over there as well. And uh, always looking forward to opportunities to interact with everybody, especially those that support us. Uh, we certainly appreciate that. I don't know how the and a half is going to happen this week. Maybe maybe the and a half happens while I'm on a cab uh, to the Newark airport. Uh, we'll see. My flight leaves at like 5.30 in the morning. I didn't even get a hotel room in New York. So um, flying Friday. Knock on wood. <laughs> uh, to Fort Bragg doing the wrestling meet flying Saturday <laughs> to New York at LaGuardia uh, heading to Madison Square Garden and then heading out of Madison Square Garden and heading to Newark Liberty and flying through Chicago on the way home um, so maybe it's done in the cab or in the we might have a piece together it might be worth signing up just to find out how the hell we pull this thing off because I don't know how we're going to do it. But I'm going to make it happen because you know I appreciate you all more than you ever know. And uh, from the bottom of my heart, from Cold Coffee and from Hot Tea, thanks for listening.